What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode of the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. And in this episode, I want to call out all the operators and all the real estate investors out there that are half-assing their value adds. And basically, I want I want to just uh, I want the takeaway of this episode to be not to do that. <laughs> and uh, I'll be getting into what I mean when I say uh, don't half-ass your value adds. And this is actually a concept that I've talked about a little bit on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Um, but it's something that I've really been mindful of these last few deals that I've done, especially deals where I'm, where I'm bringing investor capital in. And I really want to be mindful of the velocity of money concept in terms of getting them their money back in a timely manner so that we as the sponsors start making money you know, through the promote on these deals, as well as just, you know, I have my own cash in these deals and I want to get it out. But in terms of what I mean by value add or, or half-assing your value add, I should say, uh, I'm going to paint a bit of a scenario here and then talk about a deal that that we recently did uh, where we really you know, kind of ran into this concept or ran into this issue, I should say. So to all the investors out there, does this sound familiar? Uh, you go out, you buy a deal with plans on raising the rents, you know, implementing some kind of value add program where you're spending money on the property, you know, whether it's both exterior or interior. And your exit is, you know, refinancing, hopefully getting all your money out. But you get into this project and you're looking at some of the units and you're thinking, hey, you know, some of these tenants, you know, they're not really too bad. Uh, the units are in okay shape. You know, maybe I'll try and work with these tenants to get them up closer to our projected rent or closer to market rent without actually getting into their units so we can save some money on, you know, on turning that unit. Or, you know, you're looking at the roof and you're thinking, you know, we could probably squeeze two, three more years out of that, or we could squeeze another few years out of a few of these heating systems, you know, whatever. Basically, the the high level concept being you try and save some money on the front end with your CapEx budget and you try and, you know, spend less to get to your final product so that you go out there and refinance. That's something I used to do a lot, right? Especially as I was doing my own deals and I kind of had less of my own resources to go out there and, and really commit to turning all the units in a building to taking care of a lot of the major deferred maintenance because it was my own cash. I didn't have a lot of it and I wanted to really save the money and actually try and get to the finish line, the finish line being a refinance by not worrying about a lot of those issues. So we recently did this on a deal in our local market. Um, it was a 24 unit portfolio or 27 unit portfolio, excuse me, where there was one building that had numerous one bedroom units and the plan was to renovate them and lease them out at $1,100. A lot of the tenants they were paying in, you know, the 900s, low 900s. So we kind of worked with them to get to, you know, 1175 or not, excuse me, 1075. And we actually signed leases with a lot of them for, you know, between six to 12 months at that 1075 so that we could kind of lock in close to what we wanted to get in rent but without having to spend the 10 grand per unit to renovate them. So we're thinking, hey, if we get these units to close to our projected rent without spending the money, that's kind of a win. Now, the couple of units that we did turn and we did renovate, we were getting a lot of interest at $1,200 a unit versus the 1,100 we projected. And we had no problem leasing them up at 1,200. And we found ourselves in a situation where we were like, you know, damn it, we really would have loved to have turned those other units you know, and spent the money, you know, bit the bullet, spent all the money up front and gotten to that $1,200 because we would have nailed down a better appraisal. We would have gotten a bigger cash out. We would have had less money in the deal. And on top of that, the deal would have been a lot easier to operate in the long term 
you know, and that's kind of the other side of this coin is we always want to be mindful of the velocity of money as it relates to nailing our appraisals on the, on the refinance. But we also want to make our lives easier in terms of managing these properties into the future. So, and this is especially true for when you're raising money for a deal and you want to be able to predictably make distributions out to investors. But if you were to, you know, turn over 18 out of your 28 units in a property, for example, if you're buying a 28 unit deal and, you know, you get to your, you get to your refinance, you get a good value because you turned over, you know, 18, but you, uh, and you got the other 10, you know, you increased the rent, but you didn't do your full, you know, turnover on those units, but you also didn't replace some of the HVAC systems you, you, you should have. Once you refinance and you're into your new loan product, and you know you want to start making distributions to yourself to your investors you know whatever the situation is it's going to be harder to do that because you're going to have to maintain a much higher operating reserve to inevitably deal with the capex you didn't deal with up front so it's harder to manage your operating account and it makes the actual management process at the asset management level of a deal much more challenging on an ongoing basis because you have to be mindful of the fact that you're going to have big costs and big expenses coming up so you have to maintain a higher operating reserve. You're going to feel less confident as you're making distributions versus the inverse of that, where you spend all of your money up front. You have, you know, in this situation, 28 renovated units, as well as a new roof, as well as a lot of new cooling systems or heating systems or whatever. And, you know, you're really just only worrying about routine maintenance spend. So I think that for a lot of newer investors, you typically get caught up in the train of, or in the, in the line of thinking and the thought train of, Hey, it's easier to just kind of save some money and work with these tenants to get them to market versus deploying all of our CapEx budget up front. But you'll thank yourself when you get to the refinance, if you do do that. And, you know, if you're raising money, it's going to be much easier to make predictable distributions to your investors if you do that as well. So don't half-ass your value adds. When you buy a deal and you have your business plan, commit to that business plan. Spend your money, go all in on that, and make it so that it's an easier property to manage at the asset management level on the long term. And give yourself the you know make it so that you nail that appraisal and you actually get that NOI to the to the truly optimal level, because it's very likely that all the money that you saved. In, in kind of shorting your capex on the front end would have actually been much better deployed in terms of the increase in appraised value that you get when you get to your refinance. So that's my spiel on committing to your value add projects. So don't half-ass your value adds, long story short. If you have any other topics you want me to talk about, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Multifamily Wealth, and uh, I'll try and do an episode on them. But thanks again for listening to this. I hope you found some value in it and I'll, uh, I'll see you guys next week.